0: Wait, wasn't it just January? How is it already December? Huh, kind of reminds me of a book I w- I had growing up. This is Living from the Bottom to the Top, a weekly journal about my life. Basically, it is about me living in a 2004 Chevy Suburban named Ruby on C's property in the Mojave Desert in Southern California my ultimate goal of owning a mortgage-free house before I turn 60 in four years. These episodes are recorded on my phone and are unedited. At times, these episodes can be extremely emotional as well as very raw. I hope you will follow me along on each step forward. My first step was from Ruby the Chevy, Suburban to a travel trailer I've named Penny Royal, or Penny for short. Thank you for listening. Okay, that wasn't really very nice of me. But if this is the only part of the episode that you listen to, then so be it. A lot of different things going on and yeah. But the book that I'm referencing was from Sesame Street. And it was called There's a Monster at the End of the Book. And it featured Grover and him trying to make it so... We didn't make it to the end of the book till we got to the last page and then you find out that the monster was Grover and it's kind of strange how little things like that sneak in when you're doing other things or you know kind of living because basically you know we don't know what's at the end of the book um other than you know we're born we live we die or as some people put it we ascend I'm not sure what I'm, my belief is right at the moment. I'm kind of vacillating all over the place on that. But that's just me. But it is kind of strange how life works like that. And while November had its moments, uh, most of them were not so great. Um... Such as finding out that my dad had been seriously hurt and nobody thought to tell me or that I even had a right to know that. Um, I made absolutely no sales for my sewing last month. And the one person that has been basically holding me on like a retainer, um... was very delighted with something I did for them and it was kind of a project they had had me do some voice work and it was for a book they had written and they just wanted me to take parts of the book and do the voice work so I had the whole book in front of me so after I did the voice work that they wanted I decided I'd go ahead and do the whole thing as an audible book so all they had to do was upload it and i really wasn't expecting any kind of thing to come from it and they paid me for it what it was worth um because i do belong to a site that i've been kind of playing around with getting to where i could get my voice where I thought it was good enough to do audible books and minimal pay is like 50 bucks so I'm like okay and you know what pay I get from that um, does go through go to pay one bill and while it wasn't enough to pay the whole bill and I had enough saved up from some other things that I was able to pay December's bill because the kid is having some issues and wasn't able to help out and I understand that and for December I made a Santa ferret and put it on my auction site which I will discuss in a little bit and put that up for bidding for one one week. And I made $4 over what I normally would sell it for. Okay. I have an order that's waiting to be paid for. And I know that they're good for it. But, you know, it's Christmas time and things come up. So I understand that. I'm pretty sure I'll probably get paid after Christmas. Um, because I know they have small children, grandchildren. And, you know, something's come up and I'm like... I know you're good for it. So I'm not worried about it. And. Uh, didn't even come close to finishing Nano. Uh, which is. Uh, National Writing Month. National. National Novel Writing Month. And. Uh, I didn't even come close. Didn't even really. Get a lot. More written. So. I just. I couldn't come up with the energy to write. Um it's been cold. Um in fact, my fingers are just now defrosting. Uh it was 21 degrees last night. And it's supposed to be cold the rest of this week and I and this isn't even the cold month. The cold month is February, March. So if we're already at 21, I'm I, I'm not looking for it. I did figure out somehow to make my bed in a way that when I get under the covers, and I mean under where they're over my head and I have a blanket that comes over the top, um, I'm fairly warm. Um, see, did buy a whole package of, what are these called? Hot Hands Super Warmers, and they last 18 hours, and... There's ten to a pack. And he bought four packs. Um, One for him. One for Pup. One for Rosie, the dog. And one for me. Which I'm very, very grateful for. Because I will be extremely stingy. And like I said, it was 21 degrees last night. And these last for like 18 hours. So... You know it gets dark early so i'm you know depending on how much energy i have on the yeti if i've been able to charge it um which i hadn't been able to do for like three days because it rained and when it's raining there's no sun so the system's not charging which means there's no power to charge pretty much anything so I really didn't have a way to do any recording because, you know, got to have energy to to charge a computer and your phone and whatnot. So there's all that. And like I said, I didn't make any money last month sewing. And this month I've made. so far. Like I said, I do have an order waiting to be paid for. Um, I take that back. I did sell another thing because I belong to another auction. Well, not even an auction site. Um, She's a friend that opens up their page once a year for other artists. For, I think, for the rest of the year. And we get to post something once a day. Or once, yeah, once a day. And I posted my eyeglass cases and I sold one of those. So, I'm a, I am made, like, $50. And I had to make, you know, it's like, okay, do I buy food, which I was very stingy about doing, because, you know, I have a bill coming up at the beginning of the month. And... I had to hold money back because I donated to, it's called Cat Miss Eve. It's a party that's every Christmas Eve. And it's uh, the theme, it's usually through the people that own animals on Twitter. And I've been, I used to go all the time um, until I ended up on the road. And then I kind of fell off. And I used to donate to it all the time because I could afford it. And the last couple of years I haven't been able to and technically i couldn't but i decided why not so i have to i save the money for shipping cuz shipping keeps going up which means my prices have to go up to reflect some kind of profit although i don't have a profit and uh yeah so there's that um So, and like I said, this month has been not great, and we're basically halfway through the month, and I think this is going to be the last episode for the year. I might do one for the end of the year, I haven't completely decided, so, and I'm, Pretty sure I'm going to take the first two weeks of January off. Just to kind of figure out exactly where I want to be. And like I said. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to post. Next week. Which is Christmas week. And I don't really see me having. The energy mentally physically Emotionally to um, Post the last week, so this may be the only episode for December And I just kind of need to reflect on a lot of things um, Like I, I've been saying off and on all year I wasn't sure I was going to continue with the podcast after this year Um but I did make the decision I'm going to at least do one more year. And I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do the format yet. But that's it's going to change a little bit too. Um, don't know if I'm going to go to every day and have mini episodes or bi-weekly or, you know, what I need to do yet. I'm still working some of the li- logistics out of on that. Um, because I really need to figure out where my goals are. Um, because a lot of my goals that I had set for this year, just almost all of them didn't come through. Um, especially, I mean, I was doing really good January and then in February when I got the food poisoning, I just couldn't seem to get back on track and the few times that i thought i'd gotten back on the train i was very rudely thrown off of it and told i'll hold space for you till you can afford it here um when the whole point was you know to find a way to afford things um i've tried to get solar panels and a power system of my own i still don't have any panels i don't have a generator or a power system, I should say. Um, while I have a generator that needs gas, it's really old and janky. And I don't have the funds to run the, you know, buy gas for it. Um, yes, I upgraded to a travel trailer named uh, that I named Penny Royal. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful for the fact that I have her. The problem is... I don't know how well she's going to hold up anymore Um, in the fiasco with being terrified that I had a snake in, you know, crawling around in the bottom. I took the tin off around the bottom a little bit um, to reveal just how much water damage was uh, happening and basically she doesn't have a floor um they put vinyl flooring over the rotten subfloor uh the roof is no good and the one wall the corner is crumbling um i actually had to go around and put cardboard in both the outside and inside just to insulate it a little bit and like i said it's been 21 degrees outside and Last year when I was in Ruby, I had frost on the inside. Thankfully, there's enough warmth within Penny that the frost is stayed on the outside. So there's that. Um, I had taken care of my mouse problem. Unfortunately, the way I didn't really want to, which was ma- spring mouse traps. but I had gotten most of them. Except once I go underneath the blankets, I can hear something running around inside. Now, whether or not it's one of the ground squirrels, um, I don't know. Um, but if it's a mouse, they are being very selective about when they come out. And there's something large that's been prowling around outside the rig at night. I say large, meaning larger than a mouse. Um, could be a kit box. I don't know. But you can definitely hear it... Outside. And I'm not going outside to see what it is. No thank you. Um, so there's all of that. Um, but... Uh, I mean... Like I said, I'm very grateful for the fact that I don't have to worry about kicking the window out because I stretched. I can, you know, I can lay out full or I can curl up in a ball. And I can use my little stove with the oven that I got last year. Thank you, Ray. Um, Like I said, I am grateful every single day for that thing. And... I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to burn the roof. I'm going to, you know, fixate myself. Because there's so many drafts in, in Penny. There's just, you know, um, I can sit upright in the bed and not have my neck forward and kinking it and all that. And right now I'm spending a lot of time in the bed because I can get underneath the blankets and, and stay fairly warm um i can do dishes and and you know i have a place to clean up you know i'm not out in the wind that's blowing up my butt and uh so there's that i i do have a refrigerator that for the most part for the cold um because it's been so cold and while it doesn't have any electricity to it um I was able to keep a half-gallon of milk yes, for a week, whereas I'd only been able to do uh, a Uh, a quarter milk for, you know, two days, I had to use it within two days, Um, I got a week. The other thing is, I know my depression and my seasonal affect disorder are getting bad because of the cold and the lack of sales and I have tried all the tricks to get out of you know, the spiral and you know, getting up and, and making my bed and getting dressed and things like that. And I mean I get dressed on certain days, even though I know we're not going anywhere. And there have been several days where we've had to go to town, and I've gotten, I woke up early. With near the stove and my I'm not eating a lot because I don't have a lot of commodities, and I really want to eat rice and beans all the time. Yeah, I've got some pasta and all that. so there's that. And like I said, I did put up a single item in my one auction. And I finally asked about, I went to do something. I went to share the post or something and found out this group was put into private, which I didn't know about. Which means on Facebook, if you can put a group to private, nobody outside of the group can come in and bid because it's not public. And so I asked about it and I was like, found out that sometimes in the last year, Facebook changed the rules. You could either be public or private. There's not just there used to be an in-between and there's not that anymore. And I'm like, okay. That makes a lot of sense. That explains why my sales just now, this last Friday, the 16th, is when we usually end for the year. Yes, the group is technically open for the last two years or two weeks, but it's not, and we support a certain uh, group every year. And we can, you know, we can put up for auction or buy now or whatever with the understanding that this is, you know, we had to manage it. And I had asked, okay, can we, you know, maybe open the group for the last two weeks just to the public? And for the last two weeks and then you know close it back up one I was thinking well that would get us new members and two, you know some of us that do make a living using this auction site could get a chance to do so and while I had a lot of people make reasons you know uh, their comments about yeah that would be great um, the owner of the auction site was like not happening And it was like almost instantly, nope. I'm like, okay. So I uh, was like, okay. So basically I will be either very, very sporadically posting to that group or I will leave it completely because I'm nowhere near where I was last year in sales. I'm like almost $1,000 short and that's because nobody's seeing my stuff because Facebook has changed so many rules and while I post my copay shop, a lot of people still don't see it so I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. and so there's that and you know like i said i made sales and or a sale and I, i i earned some money and i'm like had been holding off on creating this item for a friend of mine for christmas because my machines hadn't been working right so once i got the new machine i went to town and fixed it did this And I mailed that off and I'm waiting for them to acknowledge they even got it. And that, you know, some of that money went to send that off. And part of me wants her to open it now, but part of me is like, oh, please wait till Christmas. Yeah, it's a week worth waiting. And I say it's my friend up the road. Well, she's like 300 miles north of me. So there was that and then i was gifted a hundred dollars and thank you a so so much because that did buy some food and i was able to finish paying storage bill because of that and one of the splurges that i did when i and because it was a splurge because I thought, the hell with it. I deserve something nice. I, I, I've i got a Christmas card. Thank you, Robin. And it'll probably be... I might get one more Christmas card. Might get two. I really don't see getting a Christmas card from my dad. Um, in fact, I need to actually call him and find out how his doctor's appointment... What the doctor had to say. But, um... Yeah, I, I got... Bag of iced gingerbread men cookies from staffers, and they're only when I say little gingerbread, they are the perfect size for small hands, you know um whether it be a toddler or I wear children's gloves, and those are still big, you know the tips are still big, so. I have tiny hands. And most gingerbreads are, you know, too big or, there's too much of it. These are perfect size that you can dunk and whatever. And they're not rock hard. Which usually, you get ginger snaps or unless you get a I mean, fresh, fresh, baked gingerbread men. They're hard. And these are really good. They're not Overly gingery, which I've had where the ginger just overpowers everything. There's not a lot of icing on them. They're just nice. The only problem is C also bought them. And I happened to go, had to go up to his rig to get something. And he's dunking them and he's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, Achilles because he dunks him using the feet so now all i can think of is if i grab the gingerbread man by the heel and dunk it in my coffee it's achilles and if you don't know the reference you have to look up greek or roman mythology and then you'll understand so i'm like i can't do it i can't dunk using the foot anymore because that's all i can think of i'm drowning achilles and believe me, if I have to th- understand this, so do you. Because you're never going to think about ginger in the same way. So I started dunking him by the head. And he's like, oh, that's Bob. I'm like, okay. So if I dunk it using his little hands. He's like, that's Al. Kind of like Owly or Owie. I'm like, Okay. And then the broken ones, because, you know, they're in a bag, so there's going to be broken ginger men, Those are dunking. Because they're broken and you're dunking them. So they're dunking. And what's really bad is if you take those little gingerbread men and one arm and one leg is missing and you turn it upside down, you'll never unsee it. And I'm not going to say what. Because it definitely is not right. But. I'm really liking these gingerbread men cookies from Stopers Or Staffers. Stuffers? S-T-A. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah, my phone died because, like I said, it's so cold it's just kind of sucking the energy out of everything. Um. So, I was talking about Staffers, S-T-A-U-F-F-E-R, cookies, and got them at Walmart, so I know they're there. I'm not sure where else you can get them, but um, I will have a link to their site because their cookies are good, and they're not overly expensive. Now their christmas shortbread cookies those are rock hard and if you're listening to this um there's got to be a way to make them a little softer cuz i'm i already have bad teeth so you know they kind of remind remind me of melba toast and if you don't know what melba toast is, it's uh teething biscuits basically to where the The child can suck on them and make them really, really mushy and chew on them and, you know, make their gum feel better. And I'm kind of, I like the cookies. Once you soak them enough, you can chew on them. But for somebody that has good teeth and they're complaining about how rock hard they are. Yeah, and, and C's teeth are pretty good. So, yeah, and he was like, yeah, I really, really have to soak them before I can even eat them. That's my biggest complaint. Other than that, they're really, really good. Now, A asked me to pretty much bring up how C and I met. And it isn't a glamour story or anything else. And we're going on. 20 years of friendship maybe a little less but not by much and it, it just happened that i popped into at that time an AOL uh chat room that he happened to be a moderator of and at the time he had the name boy b o i and I'd never seen that kind of spelling for boys, so, you know, I was curious, so I asked a lot of questions, and he was willing to answer all those questions, and we had some pretty intense discussions about different things, and while we didn't agree on everything, um, which was, at at the time, he, he told me, you ask my opinion, you better be ready for it between the eyes, because I don't sugarcoat. He has since modified to where you ask, you say, I don't, you know, I want your opinion. It's like, do you want, do you want to hear what you want to hear? Or do you want the truth? Or, you know, a glazing. But that's how we met. And we hadn't physically met at that point. And then my child graduate, was graduating I want to say eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. And I took the train to go from Pennsylvania to California. And there was a two hour layover in Chicago. Well, C is from a town called Joliet, which is the suburbs. Although he says he's from Chicagoland. And that's mainly because people that aren't from Chicago area don't know what the suburbs are. So, he decided to, and at that point he was doing a name change for his own reasons. And that's not my story to tell. And I'd been calling him that since pretty much the day I met him online. So... I had a two-hour layover in Chicago. He's like, fine, I'll come up and show you my town. My city. I'm like, okay. And, uh, mind you, I really hadn't seen a picture of him. Um, but I was waiting pretty much where we said we'd meet. And this guy walks by with his denim jacket. And it was just he was like looking, and I'm like, I yelled his name, you know, Hey C. What I didn't realize was he'd gotten the cha- name change, like a couple days, official name change, a few days prior, and I was actually the first person to actually call him by his give- his chosen name, and so I like that distinction, you know, and it was like. Okay. So, yeah, he showed me the river that they dye green and took me to Panera's, which was the first time I'd ever heard of Panera, let alone been there. And we got uh, baguettes and, you know, so there was that. And then for reasons, he moved to Kentucky. And when I ended up living in my van, I'd go down and visit him. And I'd stop there for a couple days and visit and do some things. That's when I was like, okay, my hair is a mess. I can't keep it up in the van. And I've always wanted to shave it. And he's like, okay. Whereas everybody else is like, no, nah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You'll look dumb. Da, 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 da. So he pulled out the clippers because, you know, he shaved his head quite frequently. And he's like, this is how you do it. And he shaved my head. And he's like, You know, that just took 20 years off of you, and you are beautiful. And I lost it. That was the first time anybody had ever, ever said I was beautiful. And he didn't mean it in any sexual way or anything, just as an offhanded remark. And for him to give a compliment is very, very rare. And. I just, like I said, I lost it. And I'm like, you realize you're the only one that's ever said that to me. And he's like, you've got to be kidding. How old are you? And I'm, I was like, hadn't turned 50 yet. I think I was forty-eight, forty-nine. 49. I was 49. No, I take that back. I was 48. And because uh, I turned 49 that year. And uh, he's like, how? And I'm like, I was always told I was ugly. You know, I, I wasn't beautiful. I might have got, oh, you're cute. But it was like that degraded, oh, you're cute. You think you're just so cute. You know, nothing beyond that. So. Then on one of the visits um, we'd go camping at this place called Katawa, and it was on a lake, and where we went camping, there was a place to slide, go down and go into the lake. Well, Rosie loves the water, and we got there, and we opened up the van door, and the first thing she did was head for the lake, and I'm like, I'll go get her, so I slid down the hill that I had slid down, this is like the third time we've been there, slid down it like always, and rock, a stump, or a root, or something, cut my tailbone. And I heard a crack. And I was in instant pain. So I was pretty sure I'd broke it. And I'm like, okay. So I got Rosie and we walked the long way around to the path that was easier to get up. And I didn't say anything to see. Because that's just not who I am. You know, I can deal with this. It's It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Except it didn't get fine. It just kind of got worse. And he's like, are you going to finally tell me what's wrong? I said, I think I broke my tailbone. I'm like, and I know you don't want to see my ass, but I need you to look. Because I obviously can't take my head off and look. And he's like, oh yeah. Yeah, you did some damage. Didn't elaborate on that at all. So we kind of cut our camping trip short because I was in a lot of pain and I couldn't sit. I couldn't find a comfortable position. And at the same time, he'd been asking if I'd be his caregiver. Now, mind you, at the time he hadn't got his disability, he was only making like $219 and his PTSD was. Severe and the medication they had him on wasn't working. Well, they had him on the wrong medication, but his Physician at the time wasn't seeing that uh, His anger levels were going up and he has severe anger issues and You know he doesn't like to be in society and I was driving so I drive him to his appointments and make sure he get there and whatever and So when I broke my tailbone, I'm like fine, I'll be your caregiver, because I obviously couldn't be on the road, so that's what we did, and he paid me what he could, and I had a place to stay for a little bit, I still was considered myself houseless, because I wasn't on the lease, and all that, and he finally went to his final disability hearing, and the gal that... Signed off, it's like you are batshit crazy. And he, he's like, Is that an official diagnosis? And she's like, Normally, no, but it's the only thing that fits. So it is actually, I do believe, on his paperwork, batshit crazy because there's just so much. And I, you know, he had given me the opportunity to find out what his trauma was, but I didn't see any reason to know that that's not my business and if he ever decides to tell me that's his business and that'll be between us I just know that he has severe or he has it is now labeled as CPTSD which is uh chronic which means it's never going to get better so he went on disability and he got his disability well they backpaid him and he's like all right we're gonna go see my child on her, I believe it was her 25th birthday. So we went up there and got to meet him. And when I say, she has always told me he created a mini me. Um, he isn't kidding. When she got to the hotel and opened the door, I, I did the double take because, um, that's a doppelganger. He's like, no, that's my clone. And I told you I created a mini-me. Down to the mannerisms. I mean, she is his clone. Mannerisms, sarcasm. There's a few things that are just, you can tell a little bit. Other than the tattoos. And it's like, and she's a little shorter and a little bit skinnier. But that's about it. And... It's like okay, and you know, we had the same kind of rapport that C and I did, and it's like okay. So then she ended up moving down to Kentucky, and it wasn't very long after that we all ended up on the road for, because the slumlord decided that she didn't want him in the apartments because different reasons, and so that's actually how we met and like I said it's not anything glamorous or anything like that but it's nice to have pup around because when she's starting to get really on my nerves I can say something to her and she can say you're starting to stress me out which means I'm getting overly into my head or she needs somebody to complain to or whatever um, so there's that. And I really don't know that if Pup wasn't with us, we'd actually have the property. So there's that. Um, so like I said, um, I'm going to do the card. And this may or may not be the last episode for this year. Like I said, I might do one on the 31st. I might not. And then I will definitely be taking two weeks off in January. So, there will be all that. Um, If you need to hit me up for something or give me a suggestion, uh, my Kofay page is probably the best place to get me. Um, Because it will have all, you know, pick any episode and I have how you can get a hold of me, whether it's on Twitter or my Instagram My email is there with what you'd put in the subject line. So I know you're not a spam account. Um, If you're on Facebook, you can look me up through some of those things. Um, But yeah. So if I don't make a recording for Christmas and you celebrate, Merry Christmas. If you have any other holidays, Happy Holidays. And I will see... Either talk to you before the New Year or after the New Year. Enjoy the card. This month's deck is Oracle of the Seven Energies by Colette Baron-Reed. For those that don't know, I'm a huge fan of Colette Baron-Reed. And I have five of her mini-decks, which I do rotate throughout the year. And depending on the deck, the question I ask does change. And since this is the energy deck um, there's no reverse cards so and the question is where does my audience need to focus for this coming week and the card is number 28 broken open and the energy is number four and for the whole category and there are seven cards per category Um, the color is green and it is the love energy and this is what is for the entire uh energy is compassion love community forgiveness unconditional acceptance inner peace and wholeness and like i said card 28 is broken open and i read from the book because i'm not proficient with My, uh, I don't trust myself with my readings quite yet. Um, and I believe, yeah, card 28 is the last card in the energy and the key concepts for broken open are the gift of grief, being shattered as a result of loss, the potential inherent in failure. And this is the meaning of the card. There are situations in life when you see the value of loss, grief, and broken heart. Yet it's not the pain or loss itself that must be the focus of your intention here. No, not even the story of what happened. The details surrounding what has brought you to your knees is as important as what results from that experience. Can you see that this situation has broken you wide open? enabling you to have an even greater capacity for love, compassion, empathy, and understanding? You cannot be the same person as before. The only way forward is to move through it, without resistance or manipulation, without attempting to bargain with unseen forces, because none of your usual fallbacks can put you back together again. If you do fall prey to self-absorption or self-prick, pity it will just make it harder to get to the next gradual phase leading to relief yet even if you are prolonging the inevitable Inve- you will get there eventually the gift is in accepting who you've become as a consequence of integrating this difficult experience and allowing yourself to be more than you were This wisdom comes at a high price. The value of your experience of moving through and to the other side is unsurpassed. Love the you that is the result of being broken open by life's challenges and lessons. And yes, I stumbled quite a bit because I have problems with certain words and I do not have my front teeth. So I don't have anything to put my tongue against. Um... But I will put a picture on my co Ko- coffee page. Uh, or co fi. It's K-O-F-I page. And usually I use the card as the artwork for the episode. So it's usually the first thing you see when you click on the link. Um I do not believe you have to be a member, but to follow me I believe you have to be but you don't have to pay anything Co- Kofi is a free page um my shop is also there and yeah the brothers LX3817G is a great machine for the person just learning to sew or the experienced seamstress tailor it comes with pretty much everything you need to start sewing right out of the box from the quick setup instructions to having an already installed needle and a bobbin of white thread already dropped in. The buttonhole stitches are easy to see and are labeled in the order they're supposed to go. While it did take me a moment to realize that the one stitch goes in reverse, mainly because I couldn't see the tiny arrow, arrow, but that was a me problem. The stitches are explained in the manual along with which of the four included feet, go with each stitch. The bobbin winder is easy to use and when it's engaged the needle stays still so you're not wearing out the sewing motor. This is a nicely priced machine and just it's great. It weighs about three to five pounds. So that's it for this week. If you liked or found this episode interesting, please share it with your friends, family, strangers that you think might enjoy it. Um, If you find my voice annoying, then share it with your enemies, your friends, strangers, or as a prank. Um, Just share as each listen does earn me a few pennies from the Anchor app. Comments are welcomed. The only thing I ask is that you please be respectful, as there is a difference between an opinion and straight-up hate. Hate will not be tolerated and will be deleted without notification or discussion. If it shows up more than once, I will find a way to ban you from listening to my podcast. And again, thank you, Nikki, for the artwork on living from the bottom to the top. And until next week, Rogue out.